Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the infectious podcast that has reached pandemic levels of listenership. <laughs> yeah. Is that like yes. tone deaf or is that? Uh, no. Oh, I don't good, think so at all. Good, good, good. My name is Caroline. And I'm Hannah. <laughs> and we're so glad you joined us today. Welcome to hey. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I already welcomed them. Like we're doing so. that. Okay. Again. <laughs> oh, you want to do it again? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was good. Let's. Okay. Let's. We're all smooth, smooth sailing. Perfect. We're back to a nighttime recording. <laughs> so. The energy so, is high. You get what you get. Yeah. <laughs> don't pitch a fit. Or what is it? Oh, yeah. That's what normal You, d- you get what you get and you don't, don't pitch, pitch a, a fit. fit. Or you don't get upset. Something. Yeah. I've heard a couple different versions. Yeah. Um, I first heard it at soccer shots. So shout oh. out to those coaches. It for... must have been your children who taught mine, my children that. Maybe. I will also blame your children for teaching mine the very irritating sharing is caring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about that later in the episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good idea. We'll bring that up later. Um, they probably did, though. But... but your sound effects are all we need. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, yeah. Capture that and we'll use that anytime in post that somebody yeah. says something that we don't agree with. Something that's garbage. Yeah. Just my <laughs> gross. I apologize to all of you listening for that, but yeah. that was really just purely uh, reflexive. Um, so, how you feeling? Feeling good? Yeah. I to be a potential pandemic. Yeah, you know, here's the issue that I'm facing. Mm-hmm. I I do not like to ever react to any news. Right, I like right. to pretend like because the it news is, you, they matter. do want a reaction. That's yeah, how they get sure. their money and clicks. Yes, and I feel like they're trying to play me. Uh, but I also can't help but then looking at things right. and starting to feel concerned, even though. Mm-hmm. There's, there really is no reason to. Right, yeah. Though I did listen on the advice of listener Rachel um, to the dailies mm-hmm. um, episode yes. about it. Then I recapped 24 minutes of the episode for you via yes. text so you didn't <laughs> have to listen. Yes. Um, and it was very good where it gave a healthy level of right. concern. Yeah. And some very realistic things that could happen right but also like wasn't a fear-mongering episode. right i feel like i've seen more good information circulating from news outlets yeah i feel like it's more the potential for the public to like panic it's more yes. of like a well everyone's doing this so i've got to do it because then it's like well okay well everyone's buying stuff i'm gonna look ridiculous if i don't oh totally or... i did buy i mean i didn't want to like go grocery shopping for it <laughs> because, right like you know costcos are sold out across the world um right but i did in my grocery order this weekend get some like a few extra boxes of pasta and yes, some beans yes. or stuff that isn't expensive but like right. let's say we were quarantined for a few right. days we had some extra stuff i don't know right but the guy that they interviewed on the daily um said you know he keeps three to four extra weeks of food anyway like just as a staple which one smart america is rich if we can do that right yeah yeah that two yep true uh that's a pretty wise thing to do yeah i guess just in general and um i guess if you work for the cdc you're much more (laughs) yeah i think that's where he was from i can't remember if it was world health organization or cdc one or the other um but he did stress not to buy face masks they don't prevent you from getting sick and you need to save them for healthcare workers. Right. So that was something I put in an order for just some extra things like tissues. And I also wanted to get, send stuff into the kids school. Cause I oh, thought, nice. all right, it's probably a better idea to donate a little bit of that. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, you know, they stock up, but you know, people might be being, and then of course I read that you shouldn't over sanitize. Cause then that kills the good germs. Like yeah. basically just do your regular thing, yep. your regular healthy thing of washing your hands right yeah wash your hands don't touch your face stuff like that i was sitting at the y tonight uh working on our taxes and 
I realized I touch I'm a face toucher. Me too. I yeah. touch my face all the time. And so I was like rubbing my nose or right. like playing with my lip or something like right. that. Making my face itch just like <laughs> I know. Then this older lady came by and said like was singing this weird song that I'd never heard, which I think she well, made up that's about a little weird. <laughs> about not touching your face or mouth. And I was like, uh, are you, you talking keep, to me? Are can you, you keep not? moving, please? That's super <laughs> yeah, weird. A little faster. So anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But right. of course, my biggest issue right now, uh, <clears throat> my biggest mm, complaint with the media, and I, right. get, I get it, they're a big business, is every new case, because we have such a small number of cases right now. Is a push notification. Yes, they can now track and make everyone a story. And right. like today, at the time of recording, six people have died in Washington in the same county. Right. So that's a huge headline. But right. most of them are at the same nursing home facility. Right. Well, anyway, uh, all we can do is not worry. And I will say, you sent me a screenshot of um, one of the M2M threads where the oh, yeah. admin had just basically shut it down and said, we're not discussing this anymore. All we're doing is fear-mongering at this point, yeah. like creating panic, because there's nothing we can do but prepare. Yeah. And that's it. So I liked it. I thought that was good. I think when you're in a position to be able to shut down panic in that way, yeah. it's good to exercise that yeah. Yeah, <laughs> responsibility. Totally. So. Though, of course, the um, rebel in me was like, if you can't handle a little bit of scary information, <laughs> then you need to find a new group. Well, but you don't panic as much as other people are are te- like will yeah. tend to panic. Like even me, I panic more than you do. Oh no, I just shove it way down deep and so- then have a nervous breakdown years later and <laughs> exactly. can't figure out my trigger. No, I don't. I don't know why my therapist won't call me back. <laughs> I literally don't. <laughs> um, still waiting on that call. Anyway, um, so yeah, just you know, everyone be safe out there and. No need to panic every time we get a push notification. It's really sad that some of these people are obviously going through a really hard time. But Yeah, I mean, I do get it. But, you know, even though I'm not scared, I do feel like it's – I guess it's like watching a hurricane coming across the yeah, ocean. Yes, but without yes. – with even less that you can do. Of right. Like, I've been having it that is inevitable. Feeling. Yeah. So I guess I should be – I feel like I should be doing something, but I can't. Right. And so that, I think, is what causes yeah. when, anxiety. When things are out of your control, you, especially as a parent – yeah as anyone just feel more panicky because like me as someone like i'm healthy i'm 30 but like you know my kids are younger but good news this isn't really infecting kids okay well yeah they have more natural immunities since they're sick all the time which means mine will never be touched they'll they'll be fine hopefully they can be the gatekeepers of the cul-de-sac yeah obviously they'll look at our house and be like they're good right (laughs) they're fine nothing to see here not even worth it yeah um but yeah i think that that is just the culture we live in that when you feel helpless all you can do is just refresh websites and like hope that there's something new yes um so maybe that's the downside of many of a 24-hour news cycle oh totally i completely agree um speaking of 24-hour news yeah let's do that your girl amy is out yeah yeah i I just told you to vote for her and now she's out so you can't yeah well i wasn't going to (laughs) so no worries i wasn't gonna vote at all she said come to my side (laughs) she said she welcomes people who couldn't who wanted to be in the middle (laughs) yes that is true uh but how did that work for her yeah poorly poorly as much as we don't have parties anymore you also can't be in the middle i um I don't want to go into another deep dive on politics. I, I mean, our friend Rachel did tell us that Pantsuit Politics has a good um, podcast that she likes. I love Crooked Media's podcasts. Um, Pod Save America mm-hmm. is my must listen. So I've never listened to an episode of that. Oh, it's she, really good. Yeah. They do really good rundowns. Um, they do really good rundowns. And so I would recommend those if you're looking to get more of a political um, edge on things. I will just say that it is very frustrating that amidst all of this, Tom Steyer did just drop out. Yes. But like 
So did Pete. And Pete did. Yes, Pete, Tom Steyer. But like, you know, months ago, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris dropped out. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris dropped out because of funding. Right. Um, and then for Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren, like we've talked about like how they, you know, had they, like especially Elizabeth Warren, had she maybe accepted more money, mm-hmm. like maybe she could have. Basically, people like Mike Bloomberg are are can stay in because they're paying their way in. Yes. And then other people who are legitimate politicians who like have a voice like who have a voice in a spectrum like a right. range of different like options for people mm-hmm. you know it's not just like one or two different viewpoints it's like yeah. well you know which of these like they can't afford to be in and that sucks yeah and i think um this article that rachel shared um was interesting i haven't actually read the whole thing but i did appreciate the perspective and what i saw yeah of i don't like to discourage people from voting early, but it did bring up the good point of what happens to the ballots when yeah. you vote early and I then had your candidate not thought about that out. at all. Because um, I mean, I would feel invalidated of right. like, well, it doesn't matter what I voted, right. um, and do I get to vote again? Like, you right. know, like what right, happens? Right. And so then, you know, do you have to spend the time again? Yeah, and then, might, you might have been ha- you might have had to go out of your way, or yeah, and then I would never want to early vote again. Right, like, eh, that's a good point. Get out of there. So anyway. Um, Interesting perspective. We'll continue to keep our eyes yeah. on it. Of course, Super Tuesday. Right. Super Tuesday. Well, by the time we this comes out, report on it. Do your right. own research. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that'll be pushing all of the coronavirus news. But um, the last thing I would just say is we. I share with you a very interesting article that I thought that was a. It was an op-ed piece about what to do if the person, if you do not like the candidate in your party. Oh yeah, that or was any a, that candidate. Was a great article. And I liked that a lot. And I'll share that as well um, in the show notes. But it's just talking about the importance of down ballot votes. Mm-hmm. And it is a good point. You know, we sat here for quite a while last week talking about the presidential election. But yes. what's going to impact <laughs> your day-to-day life is your state representatives and your um, your federal senator and representatives. So the, mm-hmm. focus on those. And the article is really good. So I'll link that and just check that out. Well, equally important to national news, I mm-hmm. feel like people reported today that a 25-year-old alligator was found living in the basement of an Ohio home and had been for 25 years what? and nobody knew. Nobody knew? Yeah. The, Not even the residents? I don't know. Uh, the quote is, I've never seen anything like that, which is all I need to know. Okay. So just imagine what could be living in your home that at this point is probably 25 years old based anything. on the time that our houses were built. Anything. Maybe but years I old. really would have expected that to come out of Florida. That really sounds like one of those Florida man stories. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Ohio, where did it come from? Right. Yeah. I don't know. brought it from Florida. Um, (laughs) Obviously. Speaking of important nationwide news, um, I (laughs) very obsessively binged Love is Blind. I'm so glad you brought this up. (laughs) Finally. Anytime you've suggested that I watch something, I've never done it, but I did. It's so so offensive. (laughs) But I did this time. Uh, Yeah. I I was saying, I'm like, there's no way Caroline cannot watch this. Like, there's no way. Like, I don't know what I will do if she doesn't watch this. I'm sitting there telling myself this this whole time. How many episodes are you in? Just one or two? Three. Or three. Okay. Um, so this has been going around the internet. If you're not familiar, Love is Blind is a game show on Netflix, a relationship show. Similar, I assume... Well, it's like The Bachelor in that people are there to find love. They're there to find marriage. Yes. Well dissimilar to the bachelor people are there to find love yeah because i guess the bachelor's so. no longer about that people right. are looking for instagram fame. yeah people are looking for clout yeah but i greatly i i cannot make myself sit down and watch the bachelor i love reading hilarious tweets about it but i'm just like eh, i oh, don't like this big news though coming out of the bachelor world today it's about the new 
they just yeah they just yes. named their new bachelorette claire crawley from right. old seasons she's 38 which i do like um i think that they did it in direct response i have not watched this season i only ever read spoilers me too was not interested. <laughs> i read about it i can't take the time yeah i always know before the season who wins this right this season has not been spoiled they've mixed it up um but across the playing field this has been a very panned bachelor right um so I think in re- direct response, they cast Claire, who's 38. They'll have older contestants for the first time. That's Maybe good. since the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all like 22. Right. Yeah, No exactly. offense, 22-year-olds. But when you're 22 and looking to be an influencer, I don't know. The, like, right. That's going to be It's just not what the origins of the yeah. show were. I'm sorry. That was an aside. You well, continue with Love is Blind. Anyway, so Love is Blind is they – it's an experiment. They got – some amount of people i think 12 men and 12 women yeah i was never we were never quite sure yeah yeah living under the same roof but separated they never saw each other they set up pods for each of them so cool i really want to know how they been thinking about the pods non-stop they look so techy and they show them in this row of basically like what i can only assume are like 12 to 15 pod sets yeah and i'm like where are they at like i thought about the logistics of this so much where are they at that they have the space to line up all these rooms i told david i really want to see the exterior of this place because i think here's my guess okay they took like a big soundstage or huge warehouse mm, yeah. and fitted it to be this. That's got to be it. I don't think that there was any kind of existing residential structure. Yeah. I think they just built out I think quarters. You, you've got to be right. Yes. I think you've got to be right because there's no – it does not make sense. Anyway, these people go on dates. Basically, they do blind um, – what's like speed dating, take notes to, about like the people they meet. They're literally – like there is a wall in between them. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just chatting, and then they kind of weed it down. And the goal is to find marriage with a partner on the show. Yes. Um, there's a couple of couples that you immediately like, but why don't you do you do you immediately like anyone? Yes. Uh, can I insert something else? Or are we going to get to the breakdown of the show in just a minute? No, go for it. You say okay. whatever. Um, so what I really love about it uh-huh. as a high consumer of reality shows okay yes nick lachey and vanessa lachey are technically the hosts, right but you literally they never see appear them appear like three times total <laughs> total i've seen the whole thing now what is interesting and david and i were talking about because of course he watched it with me and we were hooked from yeah 30 i was seconds like in. i was like both of you watch this i know you will both love yes, it <laughs> we were very into it right interestingly the show is not overproduced for all that they put into right. it like it feels like there weren't really stunt castings right, done. Right, right. They did not, t- again, to our knowledge, right. you don't see storylines. You right. they don't paint like a backstory of a person so you would feel sympathy for them. Exactly. They're pretty simple. And there are no twists. Like we kept thinking, oh, there will be a twist right. and you'll vote each other off. Or there's right. none of that. It is genuinely a social experiment. It's straightforward. We do believe, of course, there is some kind of producer coercion like that's just how these things are well, made well one of the character one of the characters one of the people, the real people came back out and said afterwards so it turns out not to spoil anything you don't you dare spoil watched, it for me they m- way more couples got connected than they expected okay, so, so they could not good. cover everyone's so they actually like when a couple people proposed they were like all right good luck bye we can't cover you oh really because they, they were like not expecting they thought maybe one to two couples would propose they okay. were planning to follow like one or two couples well i have refused to google anything because i don't and want you spoilers shouldn't. yeah don't wait until it's over but interestingly there's a lot of like background they don't share we did not know right. how many people were in this right they 
when the couples leave the house and go to their next stage, we're at the vacation stage in Mexico. Oh, so, okay. So you're past the engagement. Yes. Okay. Um, it's like people that have been in the house that you've seen their name, you just don't see anymore. So you're like, did they? Right. I guess they did. I guess they didn't. Right. 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 But that explains yes. that because I'm lot, like, I guess these people, people just leave. Yeah, alone. a couple people did get engaged and they just could not cover everyone's I wonder story. Then, I guess that it has to become a casting decision at that. point. Yeah, I think of so. Who makes it. Um, but that guy, just real quick, that guy also did say like he's like you know obviously you can only show a little bits in these things, but like we those dates lasted up to like 19 hours. I wondered how long because I told David as well. That these obviously in the way that they're sitting and the way they're talking were not thirty minute dates. Like right. they they're seemed comfortable very with in each depth. other. Yeah. Um and that's why after five days it does seem more believable because you know right. they talk about when people get engaged on the bachelor, they're there for six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they're spending twenty minutes at a time together. Right. And so like the culmination of the whole show, they've spent one overnight together. So maybe a total right. of thirty six hours, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But this one you can tell that especially the last few days, it is highly immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's very interesting. Let me tell you who I like to answer your yes. questions. Um, I really like Mark. Yes, I like Mark. A lot. He seems like a good guy. Though he seems like a guy that I dated uh, that obviously didn't work out. Who <laughs> David. <clears throat> it was David. Actually, it was the guy that um, I dated before David. Um, who... He reminds me of him, so I'm interested okay. to see how they're coupled yeah. them, and I'll report back. Yes. Um, I really obviously like Cameron and Lauren. Yes, they're the best. They're the greatest. They're amazing. Um, and I really like Damien of that couple. Oh, do you? I didn't really like him. I liked him, but I don't like her. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with her. She's fine. I just, Damien is like a little much for me. I really don't like Barnett. Right. He's awful. Actually, I did it first and then I was like, oh. For like one second, I liked him. And for then that I'm like, started the episode, awful. I was like, oh, he must be more than just a douchey bro. He's and not. then he isn't. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't want to give too much away or or pairs, but right. I am really excited. Have you? It's over now, right? It is over, yes. Actually, I believe this week a reunion episode is supposed to come out, and I am eagerly awaiting. Okay. Did you feel like it was a su- successful show? Like, did you I thought believe it was it? very interesting. Here's what I will say. to In, in all fairness, this is a show with very little diversity. Yes. Um, it is all pretty people. So, like, everything they say, they're like it could be anyone it could be anyone back there and then all of them are like shocked that they're with like basically another extremely attractive person yeah yeah i agree you know when they were so nervous to see each other i'm like yeah i guess if you didn't know but then it was like well do you remember like in the early days of reality tv when there was like average joe mm-hmm, on and joe mm-hmm. millionaire joe where millionaire, there are these yeah. twists of like he's good looking but not rich or right you thought he was a millionaire but he's actually kind of ugly like when they right. joe average joe um yeah. Anyway, I, there was none of that, which I'm glad. Again, I'm glad it wasn't gimmicky. Right. Because then like, it's like, how would you even do that if like... Yeah. They cast any any of those people would be like you'd rank them above a seven. Yes. <laughs> physically. Yes, like yes. just conventionally you would feel that way. Right. So there wasn't a ton of diversity from that angle. Right. Um, I was appreciative of uh, some race representation, some, I guess. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Some. Um, more so than you see on The Bachelor, typically. Right. Um, and there is more, this is not a spoiler, but there is a lot more discussion about race. Yes. I, coming down the line. I felt that way. I thought Lauren's discussion in the first or second episode mm-hmm. um, was really great about how it was strange to her. She'd only ever dated men of color. Right. And 
So to think through, could she still represent, right, you know, right. wanting the best and to better right. the lives um, of her peers, right. would it change that to date someone outside of her race? Right. I thought that was like a very relevant topic right. that, it is, yeah. that most typical dating shows would right. veer away from. So anyway, I, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, I know. I definitely want – that's one of these that I definitely want all the secrets behind it. Like I want to know – because they, they leave their honeymoon week, or not honeymoon week, they go on like a vacation week to get to know each other better and to yeah. actually hang out. And then they move into an apartment together. That's the next phase. And then they have like three weeks before their wedding. And I just have so many questions. Like for, for whoever, that's the, that's yeah. the timeline of the show. Like yeah. Nick and Vanessa Lachey welcome them to the show. And then they're like, in one month, gone. you will be at your wedding. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then they're gone. You see them like twice. Um, I just like, I'm dying to know like every single detail about how it works. It is a very bingeable show because netflix has figured this out there is no like opener so it just goes into the next episode like Mm -hmm. midway through you know typically it's like previously on and then it's like this week we're gonna there's like i've seen some i think if you're watching it it'll automatically skip if it knows you've been watching it because i thought maybe this was just on one episode or something i thought i saw a intro and i was like skip i don't care oh okay well i've already been watching <laughs> i know all of this don't you worry but you know like bachelor is obviously known for the most dramatic season right there's no build-up it's just like right. let's continue just, this conversation it honestly is what it is well and even the drama that did happen with um one of the guys and a few of the girls i felt was very true to life for right who that character quote unquote is like, right yeah the stereotype of that person right totally. and i felt like it was handled really well it wasn't like yeah. this big it seemed very realistic yeah um so yeah some of some of the show i think they need to work on um i think the proposed some of the timing we don't need to see every because because it's not just like the bachelor they've got one person they're focusing right. on with different relationships they're focusing on multiple relationships so they're doing a bunch of things multiple times they are and so some of it does get a little bit tedious yeah. but i will say that i appreciated something that felt like watching almost a documentary in real yeah, life yeah like a, or in real time that it truly did feel like a social experiment yes, more so it did than feel a like that. glossy produced reality show totally which totally have their places obviously right um the bravo app is one of my favorites but um and again they only it did and they did only think they were going to cover like two couples so they really didn't plan to do like a bunch of different reenactments of the same thing they really that that does so i think i think that explains a lot of it so i think they'll they'll have to go and tweak it having seen that their experiment works well and i hope you know if when i go back and watch first seasons of stuff like even netflix has an old old um season of the bachelor on it that i've been watching um you can tell as shows you know move into later episodes and they mm-hmm. get bigger budgets they get more highly produced and then yeah. they start casting characters not people exactly and i'm not saying that netflix didn't try to cast per type of course they did right. this is what it is uh, they cast for good tv but it did feel like real people right and the bachelor doesn't anymore and right. that's that's where i get lost so. yes it yeah, exactly it definitely feels like real people and when you get back to their real lives you know you see they have real problems and you also see why a lot of them have a have where are where they are at today totally um, well if you've watched it i want to know your thoughts yeah send them to us don't uh, spoil it for caroline yet she's not done i will be done she'll Don't be done worry. maybe by the time by the time this comes out you might be maybe you get how many time. how many episodes are there uh nine or ten. Ooh. Oh, if i've seen there are only six i think there's nine or ten okay david works tomorrow so i may have to we'll see okay. doesn't matter but also <laughs> we'll share some more insight on our website yeah Good i've got some stuff 
I can't believe it took us this long in this episode as much as I plan to hype ourselves always. <laughs> um, yeah, I have some stuff <laughs> planned to share about the show um, and entertainment in general because our favorite kind of entertainment is the kind that we don't need to leave the house for. So yeah, obviously. Um, that's that on that. The other thing that's uh, making ripples and waves in the pop culture world, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's new video, The Man. The Man. It took me... 24 hours to watch it and i'm very disappointed in i myself. am also disappointed i had I was watched traveling it and read about it well before you traveling for work the pictures didn't look very <laughs> workish also i was in austin and thank you to listener jenna for recommending torchy's tacos i ate there twice that sounds amazing hannah's the going pictures in looked very good <laughs> yeah we i only ate four meals out and two of them were at torchy's so. i yeah i'll be going there yeah you have to yes and i'll tell you exactly what i got yes. for that recommendation yes I, um, I felt like i could taste the picture that you sent me <laughs> so good but then one morning I did finally watch The Man mm-hmm. and immediately had thoughts. Tell yeah. me yours. Okay. I, w- I didn't know that that was Taylor Swift the whole time. You didn't? No, I didn't realize because I thought – so it's billed as um, Tyler Swift. Yes. Which I thought was that is uh, good. Um, the a Man good is – yes. The Man is um, a song she wrote based on how she feels like her career would be different if she were a man. And yes. it's very on the nose. Um, I quite like it. I have no problems with it. Um, Which I know is a bit different. I really liked it. Yeah, that sounds super off brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really like it. I did. I hadn't seen the spoilers that it wasn't that it was Taylor, um, but I did kind of have a hunch and knew into it because her movements are still pretty feminine, um, right? Even though she did a good job, like not being overly feminine, mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. can just tell, like right. a movement. Um, I'll tell you the only scene I didn't appreciate. Okay. I didn't like the tennis scenes. Tennis scenes. How come? Uh, I felt like they were overacted. Yeah, but it's satire. I get it. I know what satire is. Satire. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think every other scene was so true to life. Like, it was like right. a blown up version. The tennis ones, I think I just couldn't relate to ever seeing that in tennis. I don't know why I expected it to be a different sport, but... Well, because she's friends with Serena. Yeah, but still, I just... That so was the only scene I didn't love. It made sense to me. Yeah. I, I definitely think that she overacted in that scene, which I think was on purpose. Yeah, I think it was too, like a John McEnroe type or like Andre Agassi back in the day. Oh, you don't, you don't watch tennis? <laughs> Hannah's shaking her head. You're not friends with Serena? <laughs> Anyway, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I grew up watching tennis and John McEnroe from like the 70s and 80s like, okay. notoriously through these tantrums. Okay. So there are a lot of like characters to borrow on. Right. Um, but that said, that was the only thing that okay. I like didn't love right. and right. I didn't even hate it. It was just right. like, eh. I felt a little bit uncomfortable watching it because I don't love overacting even okay. if it is okay. satire. Satire. Um, I, I however. Love, she's so smart. Like, however. In the, okay, you go ahead. I know you're going to. Go on. You hit this first. You you know her music better than me, so you well, go I, ahead. Yes, I know her. Period. <laughs> I know her. her I stuff. know Taylor. Um, I wanted to jump up and applaud the credits that she did yeah. in her closing scene. Yes. Um, of directed by, created by, written by, owned by. Yes. Yes. And I was like, all by her. Such a nod. Yeah. To everything that she's going through, and mm-hmm. I felt like it was the perfect statement for the end. Yeah. Um. And obviously all the Easter eggs she puts all throughout her music videos is genius. It's a lot. I don't really care if you like or don't like Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. 
you have to recognize that as a creative force, right. she's one of the best in the world. Yeah, I think so. I mean, she just puts a lot. It's None of it is even straightforward. There's no. a lot of stuff. She tweets out, like, clues occasionally. And um, she there's a scene where she, as again, as the man, so the man, like, pees on a wall, yes. like, in the subway station. Um, and on the... On the wall, it says like lot lo- something like lost if found returned to Taylor Swift, and it's all her albums are yes. on the wall. Yeah, and I just liked that. Yeah, like, I love that part too. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there I like. Like, um, there's a part that really looks like Kim and Kanye's house yep. of horrors. <laughs> the yeah. house is so weird, and just like a lot Except of other for their stuff kitchen I saw. and all their fridges. I don't care. I want all that. Right. Exactly. Oh, totally. That's yes. Agreed. Um. Anyway, I I thought it was really smart. I thought it was super smart. I've never been let down by one of her videos. I mm-hmm. wasn't by this. I am just nitpicking. I didn't love the tennis scenes, mm-hmm. but it did not stop me from watching it again. Um, and even like at the very end when she's like giving feedback, quote unquote, to Tyler. Yes, and then yes, telling Lauren, yes. Like it's astounding. You yes, know, like, yes. She's like telling him like, can you be sexier? Can you be pretty right. or stuff like that? And then she tells this other girl like, you did great. Yeah, I thought astounding. it was really good. Yeah. I, it just, was. I don't always like stuff that's like on the nose, but yeah. it was. It, well, because it's satire, way. Hannah. Well. I didn't get that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about manners, which obviously some of us. (laughs) Okay, when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. we had landlines. I know you're only 30, so you may not remember. Correct. Landlines. (laughs) Just kidding. How did you answer the phone when someone called your house? Um, Hello, this is Hannah. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if I said Grover Residence or this is Hannah. Oh, okay. So you you had it scripted out like I did. Yeah. We weren't allowed to say hello. We weren't allowed to say black residents. I had to say, this is Caroline who's calling, please. You couldn't say hello? I mean, we I would could have, have added we it We would have thought script. you were rude. <laughs> no, I said, this is Caroline who's calling, please. Um, and then when I grew I up and got a little I older. I definitely would have said, may I ask who's calling? Um, yes, because my mom did not like when you would answer when like kids would answer the phone at another house uh-huh. and she would have to be like who am i talking to is your mom there right. like it was too right. too much <laughs> that needed to happen to get the end result right. uh as in high school i was allowed to say black residents caroline speaking but i still had to self-identify right and then go from there right what and you know what our kids aren't going to we aren't going to be able to script our kids answering phones. No, not at all. It was an interesting point for me sometime around last year when I started to realize that I had to teach them how to be polite when I was talking on the phone. Oh, because yeah. like you don't talk on the phone that much anymore. Right. And so I would be like trying to talk on the phone and they were just like acting like I was not doing anything. Right. And I'm like, I don't think they understand what it is to talk on the phone. Yeah, that's like, a great I'm point. unavailable to you right now. Yeah, because I for a while we had a corded phone. So uh-huh. my mom would stand in the kitchen with the right. cord and ours was long. So sometimes she would go out right. on the porch with it. Um, but we just knew. Right. I mean, not that not that we didn't, like, test that boundary. But, oh, like, for sure. It was definitely a more regular thing. Right. Just, like, now if I'm texting on the phone, <laughs> the kids will be like, who are you texting? And right. And I'll be able to answer. Right. But when I'm on work calls or whatever, I'm constantly, like, snapping my yes, fingers the at snap. them. snap. Yeah. The snap is like, all powerful. And I'm like, they also don't know what that means. Right. <laughs> they yeah. Don't they don't, they don't get them. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just – it's a difference in – where we're at in history generation and all that of just like what is proper manners maybe so. i'll start having my kids answer my phone for me like yeah old enough but if it's like somebody that i know is calling yes yes, yes. give them that practice because yes. you know when they get to an office i mean actually there will probably not be any offices anymore yeah, lol no one will call each when other they get to an office <laughs> jokes 
But that is like a very early, not just like how to answer a phone, but there is some general small talk Mm -hmm. that you did have to learn pretty early of manners. And I want to know what, are you big on manners? What constitutes like something that you need to teach your kids about politeness? Right. Where are you falling on this? Yeah. um, Our listener, Katie, suggested this topic and um i'm into the idea of discussing it too because i am pretty like i think too it's regional i wish we could get more people in here from like around the country yes um because that you know everyone has those friends growing up in school who was like those were the rude kids who your parents like didn't want you (laughs) to like um hang out with at their house like their parents were a little different you know Mm -hmm. different than your parents like we did not have to do things as far as like saying yes ma'am and no sir unless we were in trouble you if we didn't? were in trouble, no, if we were in trouble, it was definite. There would be no oh skipping my out on that. Goodness. But we were pretty casual other than that. Oh my gosh. We had to say, yes, ma'am, no, sir. Yes, sir, no, ma'am. Always. I mean, always. Okay. Always, always. And sometimes people would say, like, you don't have to say that to me. But it was like right. discipline. We couldn't say what. We had to say, ma'am or sir. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If we couldn't hear. they us- We were usually encouraged not to just be like, what? But then again, like now the kids say that to me, especially Maya. And I'm like, that's I don't know. Rude. That's it yeah. is. It, it it strikes me as rude, but it's also like I can't be bothered with trying to tone tune that right now. Are you teaching them to say yes, ma'am? No. Okay. At all? No. Okay. Um, because I don't care. I teach them more about tone. Okay. So I was gonna. I was thinking about it earlier. I do teach my girls to say yes, sir. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But not. I follow somebody on Instagram who I like a lot, but I think, in my opinion. She drills down on that a little bit too much. Okay. That even like on Insta stories, if she asks them a question, they have to say yes, ma'am, back to her, and she'll correct them if they don't. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, well, that's not quite the medium that I would maybe express. Right, like, right. That's right. how it feels like a flex of her teaching manners. But right. I think that there is some formality that I would prefer we not have, but it is about tone. Right. Because if somebody grumbles, like, yes, ma'am. To me, right. that's not more respectful. It's kind than, of like forcing them to say sorry. Yeah. Like, they're not being respectful. They're just checking a box. Well, I want to talk about that, too. Okay. But, um, yeah, like, mine will say, sure. Or, yeah, like, Jane Ellis says, yeah, in such a cute way. Right. that I'm like, I guess I could start teaching her to say yes. But uh, Excuse me, 18-month-old, uh, you are doing it incorrectly. Well, she's 20 months old, so obviously she should <laughs> be able to put this together now. She for sure could, honestly. Um, <laughs> it is rude. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> she does it on purpose. <laughs> but I also want them to show the respect right. of yes, ma'am, because mm-hmm. I do like that as a default. And yeah. then as you warm up to a relationship, I think that you can drop some of that and mm-hmm. be more casual. Right. But it, to me, it denoted some kind of authority respect situation. Right. That saying yeah, yes, or sure may not have right. at that point. So if they do it to me, I don't mind as much. But when we're out in public or talking to somebody, we will say yes, right. ma'am. I, I more so will model that kind of thing with, like, say, with, like, a senior citizen out in public. Oh, we avoid them. Then, <laughs> naturally. Then, like, if someone were to start a conversation. Yes. Which they do. Um, then instructing it. Because I have tried. The thing that gets me the most is just the general polite chit-chat. Like, oh, I don't want to yeah. encourage them to be in an uncomfortable situation, yep. but I just want, like, if someone says hi to them, I want them to say hi back. If, yes. Like, I want them to know the basic principles of, like, how to be a polite person. I try and always tie it in with, unless someone gives you a reason 
to to unless someone makes you uncomfortable yeah you have to you have to like speak and like respond if someone says hi you have to respond and yes. i try to do that like we get a lot of practice with my parents on the phone because i talk to them eight times a day right <laughs> um but i'm just it's it's a non-negotiable for me like it even though kids are kids yes it petrifies me when we walk into the y yes and um you know, whoever is there who they have seen every day since they were infants <laughs> says hi and the kids don't say hi back. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, say hi. And then well, it's like a whole thing because then, of course, they like are little turtles and they go in their yeah, shell the further. more you talk about it. Right. Like, then it's awkward. And two of mine will gladly say hi. Okay. One is more temperamental also because she's three, but she tends to be a little bit shyer. Right. Once you know her, she's probably my most outgoing thought you're gonna say most favorite well yes (laughs) um but anna blair tends to be like the most goofy and like the comedian and she is the most open but she does take a little bit of warming up so she's the first that if somebody she doesn't know or someone she's just not in the mood to right again i think it's because she's three but if I say, oh, can you tell Miss Valerie what you were just telling me? It's a no. She'll put her fingers in her mouth and right. turn into my shoulder. Then I feel awkward because right, right. I'm like, no, you can tell her. Right. And then the other person's like, it's okay. She doesn't have to. And I'm like, well, I, I want her to right. be like able at, to. At this, point, I, at this point now, it's like, well, okay. It's a thing now. Right. It's a thing. And then it's also like, well, I don't want to ignore it and act like – because then that I, I try not to worry about what other people think of me parenting in general. Right. But when it comes to things like that, I know I've read advice that you should just model, like model it yourself mm-hmm. and not put your child on the spot. But I have tried that a couple times where I'm like, say hi or like, hi, so and so. And they'll say hi to the kids. Yeah. You know, Miss Valerie. And they won't say anything back. And, and it feels very, very off to me to not address it. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what's the. I have found that the more I coach it, like with her in particular, the less she's into it like if she wants me to be right by her side walking into the y mm-hmm. i think that it's a bigger picture of like there's just something kind of she's feeling mm-hmm. that she doesn't really want to do that um but most of the time they run ahead of me in right there as i'm trying to get jane ellis to stop pretending that she's a kitten and Naturally. um crawling through the door which is what <laughs> she does now but she's just old enough let the girls play snow leopards that's right well i'm just she's just old enough and or young enough that I worry that people think that she can't walk because she'll walk all the way in and then the minute we get to the vestibule between the two sliding doors she drops to her knees and pretends to be a kitten happens every day (laughs) so I'm trying to manage that and usually by the time I get her in the girls are chatting to whoever's in there in particular but if I'm carrying Anna Blair in for whatever reason and I tend somebody says hi she doesn't want to as much right it's something about being with me that i worry yeah. that i'm like a shell for her yes i think that too or a crutch but when she's by herself she's very self-directed yeah what about like table manners okay well this is a current bane of my existence okay um but i'm glad you asked because now i'm an expert Good. starting two days ago um, yes okay i could take some advice well our table manners decline throughout the day sure I am grateful for preschool because I think that's the time yeah. that they have a win. Right. Is peer pressure or whatever. Not in social city. Yeah. <laughs> I consider that good manners. Right. Breakfast. There are just certain battles that I'm not willing to fight right now. Right. Where if they're eating, that feels like a win more right. so than staying at a table or right. not getting up. Right. But they have to use their silverware, uh, obviously, uh-huh. even Jane Ellis. Um, and it's use more... your steak knife, Jane Ellis. Stop <laughs> yes, complaining. But 
it's more at this point trying to control don't just get up and walk away. If you want to get up, yes. say maybe excuse to go play. Yes. Um, when they leave the table, they do have to bring their plate to the counter now. Right. Except for Jane Ellis. Um, Again, she could do it too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but those are the two along with not demanding things. Like yes. at breakfast, they're pretty demanding. Yeah. Um, of I wanted an orange. Can I right. have wa- or I need water. Right. I need milk. I need a spoon. And so we're working on those quote unquote demands. Yeah. And I basically refuse to do any of those things. Yeah. That's I'm like, where you can I'm, do it yourself and you're being extremely rude. Now I'm doing that of I'm not doing that. Right. Or I cannot hear you when you say that to me. Right. Or in that tone. I cannot hear you. Right. You have to figure it out. Yeah. Because sometimes I try to over talk of like I have there's one of me and three of you. And right. I'm like, the bottom line is they can't talk to me that way right. or anybody. Yes. Um, yeah. For me, it's equally how dare you and be independent. Yeah. Like I refuse to be like running back and forth before I've even had my coffee and done the crossword. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those are the things that I'm focusing on at mealtime more than staying seated, right. with your mouth closed, keeping a hand in your lap. Like those things will get there. Yeah. But it's saying, maybe excused, returning the plate to the table and focusing on how yes. they're talking. But here's something that I started this weekend. Okay. Um, I follow the Instagram account Eat Live Run. She's been a longtime favorite food blogger. Okay. Um, and she's she just has good resources. Um, but she shared that she has started tea time with her boys mm-hmm. um, every day in the afternoon. Sometimes it's a homemade treat. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's juice. Sometimes it's actually tea. But it's a dedicated time that isn't structured as a mealtime mm-hmm. where they gather at the table and just talk about their day and enjoy tea time. Right. It feels special. I did it with the girls twice this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And I really, really enjoyed it for the purpose of I felt no stress or pressure of, like, preparing a meal Mm -hmm. or making sure they ate, like, correctly. Right. And because I think there was less urgency of hunger for them and it felt special, they Mm -hmm. sat at the table and chatted with me. Right. And I feel like right now we don't get that very often at mealtime. Right. But to me, that was, like, a very passive way of showing them, like, we can sit around the table without it. Now I think for them it feels like a race to be finished. Right. So, so they, they can, can get, get back, back up. To, yeah. To doing whatever. Typically watching a show at that point right. of, of time. Um, but this was a great transition between quiet time and then whatever the rest of our afternoon was. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that's when I can start to very slowly introduce some different table manners. Right. Without the urgency of meals. Right. That's good. How about you? Um, For me, I notice Milan is like a lot of people in my family in that he cannot be still ever. And it's the same at the dinner table. He's always like halfway off his chair and like moving around. Mm -hmm. And I've started to like encourage him to stand. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Because I'm like, do you do you want to sit? You don't have to sit. Yeah. You can just stand if it's going to be a lot for you to just sit down. But um, I my main thing is you have to be present at a meal time, mm-hmm. and if you get up, you're done because oh, I can't stand the constant snacking. Yeah, like I for me, it's like they'll snack all day and then they won't be hungry for meal mm-hmm. times, and then they're not eating what I'm feeding them. So on a perfect day, I'm giving them like a really good size, like basically a meal when they get home from school, and then dinner. Yeah, and I tell them if you're not. Like whatever, when if you're if you get up, take your time, eat whatever you want on your plate. I'm not mm-hmm. going to force you to eat all of it. Eat what you want, and if you want more, you can have more. But when you are done, you're done. There's no more. Right. You are not getting snacks because that's my biggest thing is um, the they will just snack all day. Right. 
Um, they're pretty good. Exactly. They're pretty good about cleaning up after themselves now. And I've got Milan doing the dishes now too, which is really good. good. And Maya helps, which I use air quotes for. Sure. Um, And rolled eyes. Yeah, exactly. And a change in voice. (laughs) It's all there. Um, but it's, uh, and they have mostly understood to like now they much prefer to get their own things. And I've noticed improvement in their tones because like I, I get real like onto them for like, uh, I need water or or like yeah. and it's not even like I'm just like okay what sometimes I Go just on. say okay like That's I'm what like I've been that... doing at breakfast if they're like, I need a fork okay yeah exactly you know where they are right like okay and I think they pick up pretty quickly on like this is accessible to me like I keep all my my saving grace for the last few years has been I keep everything for them in a low cabinet that yeah. they can access it's so like they can get their plates cups or glasses and silverware and all of that yeah and um and then they can put it away. They can put it on the counter when they're done. I don't really usually make them load the dishwasher because I don't want to deal with, yeah. <laughs> with that at this stage. But so my main thing is like if you're sitting here and if we do get to do a family dinner, you mm-hmm. know, if everyone gets to be home sitting around the table at the same time, then I do make sure like we they can't just get up and leave unless everyone's done. Well, that's why I like tea time because it's – I have no reason not to sit with them. Right. Um, where right now there aren't any meals except maybe weekend lunches that I'm also not – Right. Rushing to do something else. And maybe that's on me and my manners that there's no reason I can't just stop and sit and eat with them. Right. But well, like, you're also always busy. It's not like you're <clears throat> rushing around to do stuff on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you're busy. Um, Our big struggle right now that has become my biggest pet peeve mm-hmm. is I think my kids are too confident in okay. um, feeling at home in our house. And right now they are grabbing stuff off counters that I had that they like without asking or anything. Like if they see something on the counter, they will grab it and eat it or try to eat it. Right. Or they just go to the fridge and open it. Right. Which in theory is great. They should be able to be in the fridge. Right. But then like all day long, they're trying to right. go in the fridge or while I'm preparing a meal and they're starting to get hungry, they just walk into the right. fridge or they walk into the kitchen and just open the fridge and right. start looking through it. Right. And again, there's all healthy stuff in there. Right. But I'm also like, go on. Like, right. get out of here. You're going to eat three bites of a banana and then not eat dinner. Or like, you aren't, you don't have the authority yes, here to just yes, walk yes. in while you see me cooking right. and grab whatever you want. Right. And I know it's a minor thing, but mm-hmm. it is like some kind of boundary of you yeah. cannot just assume everything is yours. Right. And that you can do everything without right. checking with me first. Like yes. On one hand, completely. I, I'm glad that they're independent. On the other. Right. Uh, I prefer to. I, my kids are pretty good about asking. I think because they know I have all these. I'm like. And because I've tried to say lately, I'm like, you did nothing to contribute to this. Mm-hmm. Like, usually I say I only say that when they like start to make demands. Like if right. they get whiny about whatever it is, I'm like. What did you do to help out here? Right. Nothing. Like, you didn't buy the food. You didn't mm-hmm. earn money to, per- like, do anything. <laughs> like, we yeah. all did. So we get to make the call. If you would like to contribute to meal plans, that's fine. And we always ask their opinion. Yeah. But I'm like, this is not, like, you did nothing to deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Like, in a polite way, as the situation calls for it. Well, yeah. And that's part of what I'm trying to get, catch myself is modeling the politeness back to them. Right. It's hard. Um, which is going, okay, like, right. some of it is how they respond to each other if one makes the other one mad. I'm like, well, let's take a minute right. and, like, you know, politeness stems from kindness also. Yeah. So that tends to be our bigger theme. Right. That my two big themes are not just use good manners because, again, that becomes rote. Right. But let's be kind and let's be grateful. Right. And so let's 
when you use that tone, it shows me that you don't have any gratitude for what right. I'm doing. Um, and when you don't have gratitude, you know, X, Y, or Z yes. happens. Yes. So I'm trying to do that more than mind your manners. Right. Because um, I think they flow out of that same heart. Yeah. Maybe. And mind your manners is more like just checking boxes. Totally. I think. I, I think so. Which well, brings us to that other thing we we're going to sharing. Take. Yes. Sharing is, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring and forcing I'm sorry. Yes. Kind of along the same line. Yeah. Because to me, neither of those things is teaching the heart behind anything. No. Nope. One, I want my kids to be able to say no and have it mean no. Yeah. Like sharing I, is caring. Sharing is caring. I, the, if I hear them say that, I, I'm like, I try not to get involved in their little fights. But if I hear them say that, I like yell across from wherever they are. I'm like, no one says that in this house. Right. It drives me crazy. It's not caring. I'm it's, like, it's not true. Caring. You're there's, not telling the truth. There's nothing caring about it. What did you say? Uh, again. <laughs> there's nothing caring really about sharing. Right. I think there is inclusion. Inclusion is caring. That's yeah. something different. So if right. someone's outside of a game or toy, right. bring them in. That's inclusion. Yes, that's different. You're allowed to have your own special thing. You yeah. do not have to share because then that to me can become problematic. It was problematic Older. from both sides because, first of all, it makes you think that you have to give up something that yes. might or may or may not be yours. But, like, I only make them give something up if it doesn't belong to them and it does belong to the other person. I will also do that if they were not interested in something until right. the other person went to get it. Like, oh, if yeah. they weren't paying attention. We so far don't really have that problem <clears throat> as much here. We do have that in, at, at our house anyway. Right. Like, uh, Norbeth will want a drawing pad that Anna Blair has somewhere in her proximity and right. then Anna Blair will be like I was u- just using that even though she hadn't touched it right like, she exactly. wasn't interested yes. until and then I'm like that Whatever. doesn't happen all that much for me but sometimes so I think for th- sometimes it does and I think in that case I'm like no that's ridiculous when but the sharing thing really does come up and I actually do talk about sharing is if we have one drawing pad in the car right then we will share it and they'll each get it until traffic well, lights and, that's and then different. They have to go I back. think it's important to teach that and again that's more that's in like the kindness mindset yes. and empathy cuz like I did and sit socialist, the kids down well you. yes which I subscribe to I did sit the kids down and say like why do you think sharing is caring and they're like because it is or whatever like a good friend is nice right exactly and I'm like okay why are you sharing though just because someone said it doesn't mean you care about them at all right. it just means that they told you and you have to give it up and i'm like first of all you're not entitled to take something just because you want it right and that's a very dangerous mindset that to me is much more dangerous but as a yes. people pleaser doormat by nature right you're gonna give it up i do understand that that also makes me feel like will you like me if i give it to you exactly because i do feel like anna blair tends she is fiery but she also does tend to be the peacemaker so if norabeth is crying if anna blair says no mm-hmm. then anna blair will go and give it up and i'm right. like no hold on like, to it for the short term that is much better for me right than it's just over right then i'm like no, no norabeth needs to handle her own emotions right and you if this is something that you want you can have that right that's okay right you're allowed you're allowed things that are rightfully yours they are allowed to wait there is no inherent, like, right for someone to just have something just because they want it. Well, and you set up a boundary that I really appreciate um, that I don't ever actually enforce, but I love that you do. <laughs> if you bring something outside when everyone is playing, oh, you yeah. must be willing for everyone to play with it. And that's, like, a good protection yeah, of, exactly. of special toys. Because, because that was – like, I'm like, well, I do believe that you should be able to hold your own things your things but i'm also not going to police you people right like we can have these conversations with me and the two of you as your mother but like i'm not going to have this same conversation with every child out here well especially because what the 
toys other than Small Bunny Aerie that they want to bring out are like their new shiny like yeah, cool toys yeah. that will give them some clout. Right. <laughs> and so right. it's like And I get that you want to share that, but also like course. you can't be a jerk about it and not show ev- everyone's gonna want to participate. Which is of course what happens. Right. And of course it's their nature. They're it's young. In That's their nature. Totally I say being it. a jerk facetiously, obviously. Kids are I jerks naturally. Didn't see your eye roll or quotes like you did around <laughs> your daughter's issues. Exactly. <laughs> uh no kids I mean there could just be kids. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm like I will not force someone to not want, like, you will have to deal with it. If yeah. you bring it out here, you have to be willing to share or just put it away. And usually my, the kids are like, okay, I'll keep it inside. <laughs> yeah. They almost never bring stuff out anymore. But, oh, um, mine do. And then they just have me hold it. And like, it's right. I do because yeah. sharing is caring. Right, exactly. Um, well, how about apologies? So the apologies, similarly, I feel like um, I all the time have heard, like, say you're sorry, say you're sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and then how many times did you tell your siblings, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, and then, the, like, it was over because it yes. just checked the box. Right, yeah. just checked the box. And my problem is I don't care if they're saying they're sorry or not. I want them to have empathy. Mm-hmm. So if they do something – and usually at this age, at these young ages, they shouldn't really be, like, nefariously hurting yeah. people. Like, if they, if they truly upset someone – it's probably they probably didn't mean to and even if they did like hit someone out of anger like they are not bad people well because they're just they are figuring stuff out yeah they aren't really critically thinking of i'm mad therefore i'm gonna hit you right they're i'm gonna wait for you out back (laughs) like yeah that's not it they're just figuring everything out so like for me it's more about okay like and you you were talking about this recently like norbeth um and like acts very accidentally hurt a friend Mm -hmm. and you were like just go check in like just check in that's what i try and i'm like i I will say like check in or see how they're doing talk to them about it because that's what i want is like them to have the conversation well and again coming from somebody who's a pleaser um when that incident happened i that norbeth accidentally very lightly hit somebody again accidentally but her immediate reaction, even though it was very obviously an accident, was to look to me like she was in trouble. Right. And I think having this forced apology right. then immediately sets one person in the wrong and one person in the right. 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 And that of most her, of the time is not true. Like even right. at home, if Norbeth hits Anna Blair or pulls her hair or squeezes her is what happens more often. That's, <laughs> no, like, that's, okay. like, that's like their physical thing of choice. Yeah. Is they squeeze each other. I don't know. Um <laughs> Most of the time, Anna Blair was instigating it. Right. Like, even right. if... It's a little cause and effect on yeah, both ends. Yeah, like, even if, like, Anna Blair was asking out of, like, a <clears throat> out of an innocence, Norbeth probably has said no enough times that then it continued and things right. were respected. Right, right. Whatever. If, if they're mutually, then it is like, well, let's talk about what happened. Right. And I've been trying to work on vocalizing emotions a little bit because mm-hmm. I read an article about don't tell kids to use their words. Um, okay. Because they might not have the words. They might not have why? the words, okay. and then they're frustrated, and it's not fair to try to get them to express right. Okay, something they good. don't know, yeah, like and that. it makes them less confident. Yeah. Anyway, you can either script it for them, like mm-hmm. if they truly don't have the words, like Anna Blair, can you tell Nora Beth that it's disappointing to you, right? If she doesn't let you play, right. or it hurts your feelings because all she wants is to be with her sister, right. and then Anna Blair will say that, right? And even if that isn't 
even if it's scripted, I feel like it's helping right, give them the right. voice for it, it. And it gives them the words to be able to use another time. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to do more often is. Right. And it empowers them to speak their feelings. Um, it's not even like Norbeth, you tell Anna Blair what you did wrong. Because, yeah. you know, like they, that's the big thing in therapy that they, mm-hmm. in, as far as conflict resolution goes, it's more like about speaking your truth yes, and speaking feel your feelings. When, and, yes, I yeah. feel terms, not you, you are not accusatory terms. Well, and it makes you own your feelings and become yes. more self-aware. Yes. So that you can then handle a situation in the, like, another time when mommy's not around. Yeah. And sometimes I do try to mediate it. Like, yeah. You know, when I was a little sister, or when I was a little sister, or when I was mm-hmm. a big sister, because it's the middle, obviously, I feel the most. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I can help kind of referee that way. Yeah. Of, you know, Norbeth, I bet that it hurt Anna Blair's feelings so much because she wants to right. be like you. Right. And I bet as the older sister, you must feel like you don't get to do your own thing without little sisters having to play with you. Right. And usually, like, everybody gets diffused when you acknowledge right. their feelings. Yeah, because then like, they feel seen, and it's not just, like, checking a box which yeah. doesn't help anybody so yeah anyway that's that's the short and long of it yeah well what do you think i know we're wrapping up what is the number one focus that you're going to have on your kids manners um respect i think yeah because it's, that's what it is overall it's a respect for every single person mm-hmm. regardless of what you think about them yeah like regardless of what you think they should be or whatever like that doesn't matter just they are a person and they deserve your respect until they give you reason not to. Yeah. Well, as much as I tell my kids not to say I'm sorry, um, I do coach them to say thank you yeah. to everybody, though it kind of falls in the same camp. I think that's a little different. Um, but that's a big one that I'm working on is even a very small thing, especially if it's from an adult, like right. say thank you mm-hmm. um, to help show them like gratitude is one of the, our biggest focuses right mm-hmm. now is to be grateful for I think I think that does fall in a different category than apologies because it's a different – um, I think it's it can be different to teach gratitude. Well, I think it needs to be a learned behavior. Yeah. And even when everything else is going wrong, like, I want my reaction to be gratitude, not, right, like, right. criticism. Yes. So. I, th- I think that just rote memory of, like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you mm-hmm. means something more than, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think that's it's way more positive. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good so, point. So, anyway. All right. Well, there we are. There we are. Um, well, well take- thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you. Namaste. (laughs) Um, We'll take a quick break and be back with a brief. It sounded like a good idea at the time. Okay. So um, as some of you who have parents, (laughs) stupid, (laughs) almost 100% of you. As some of you who have children in um, younger grades may know, this week is, for a reason I can't quite pinpoint in history, Dr. Seuss week in school. People are obsessed with Dr. Seuss. I completely dislike Dr. Seuss. Really? Why? I don't like the books anyway, but also I've learned um, quite a bit about Dr. Seuss, who's just was extremely racist. I didn't know that. Yeah, and his racism comes across. Like, it's very evident in his books. There's some really good, like, research papers put out about it. Um, The Conscious Kid on Instagram is a good place to start if you're curious because they've linked to all of this research. Oh, interesting. So, last week when the kids got in, there was like a brief note from, message from the teacher, something about there being Dr. Seuss week. And so I was telling the kids because the other thing is it drives me crazy that only Dr. Seuss gets attention. There's so many good children's authors. Yes, true. Um, 
Shel Silverstein. Right. There's just a bunch. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of, it doesn't have to be all hit. Like, I do not understand why he gets so much attention. So I was telling the kids, like, ugh, next week's Dr. Seuss week. I completely dislike him. <laughs> I'm so He's glad the, you let him all that. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, why? And I said, because he <laughs> believed that people were not all equal and he displayed that in his work. And I don't think, like, that's not correct at all. And so that was the end of it. Um, and then again, like totally forgot about it. I went out of town this weekend, have not thought about it again. I picked up the kids from school today and like, it's busy. It's the car line. Like the teachers are all out. The kids are all out. And like, they get in the car and they're just like dying to talk to me, dying to talk to me. And you know, you're also trying to connect with the teachers. Like they had a good day or whatever. And, um, so like Milan gets in and he always leans up in between the seats, which which it drives me crazy because yeah. I'm always like, stop messing with my car. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and um, Maya's in there. Like this is a day they were both in school. So I've got both of them like chattering and I'm just like, guys, I'm just, I'm trying to talk to the teacher. And Milan's like whispering in my ear. He's like, mom, gotta test him. Gotta test him. Gotta test him. Gotta test him. Mom, 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 mom. And I'm like completely I'm, ignoring him. I'm, like, I'm just trying right to now. connect. It was it. so, it's just chaos because I've got her in one ear him and the other and then all of a sudden and you're also trying to like seem nice to yes your kids i'm trying to not like yell at them when you in haven't car seen them line. morning right yeah. and um so finally milan literally yells out the window my mom hates dr seuss <laughs> no this is while the teacher's telling me about dr seuss related like oh, activities no. they sent home and Tom she's Foolery. just yeah she's just like uh <laughs> and then Maya rolls down her window and she's like leans her head out of it and goes, <laughs> "We all hate Doctor Seuss." Well, first of all, like, my kids don't say hate, so I'm like, "Well, speaking of manners, yeah." But I, go on. I guess I need to chalk that one up because I'm just like, <laughs> I, and how do you even? <laughs> I said because I'm like they ain't wrong, but <laughs> there's a time and a place. I hope so you're like, like the teacher, like, oh, do you like racists or like? <laughs> How racist are you on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> on a, a Dr. scale Seuss of one level to Seuss, yeah. or like regular level? Are you a racist in a box? <laughs> are you a racist wearing socks? <laughs> that should be the title. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I I just uh, put my head in my hands and scrolled on out oh, of there. No, I'm just like, hey guys. It's true that I really don't like Dr. Seuss. I don't think I said the word hate to them. I think I said I greatly dislike him. I disagree. Because I really try not to say hate. Again, like, I just try and model it. I can't. That's one that I haven't picked, nitpicked on. Well, it's too hard to, like, pull it back if... Right. But I do... It's hard. I'm just like, guys, you're right. I don't like him because he was a person who believed that not everyone was created equally and he displayed that in his works. However, there's a time and place. Like, if you're going to display that opinion, because I want them to feel free to explain their opinion, but I'm like, you cannot just, like, <laughs> yell out to a crowd and then get out of there. Like, you have to plan that for a time when you can back it up and yeah. say why you don't like it, because that's not the way. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Well, simil- similarly. Okay. Which which of your kids called out racism this week? Well, I had to talk <laughs> about massaging the truth this week. Okay. So... Oh, last week, right? The week before I left for Austin, uh, Jane Ellis had an ear infection naturally. naturally. She's getting new tubes on Friday. We're very thrilled. She's getting a new immune system on Friday. Yes, well, they're going to test it. So, yeah, we're very <laughs> proud of her. Um, but she had had hand, foot, and mouth. Naturally. Which, Again. you know, is questionable in terms of um, how long they can be out of activity. Yes. Because it's most contagious before the blisters appear. Right, right. And it's like so tricky. You can Google literally whatever and get right, an right, right. Additionally, like a good parent, I had put her in the bathtub and went into my bedroom. It's an ensuite so there adjoining <laughs> the master bedroom. Yes, she during that time, I had not 
I we don't usually plug the tub like okay. they just like it to run right and so I wasn't worried about drowning though don't at me about that can happen I don't care um <laughs> but she had turned the water all the way hot oh and so I heard no. her screaming I wouldn't think she could adjust yeah well knobs. you know my daughter Oof. at all so she had turned it all the way hot which she had done a week before, but I was sitting there when she'd done it. Oh, so she wasn't able to, like, test out, you know, the whole thing right. of, like, so she let them it. burn their hand a little bit because right. it was not learned. a self-correcting error. Right. So she had, she was standing in the boiling hot water for excellent some amount of time. However long it took you to get in there. Yeah. I mean, I ran out to my car first. <laughs> you were not at home. Uh, I didn't think we had that much hot water. But um, anyway, <laughs> I didn't think much of it. So... Then I realized it did burn the bottom of her feet and she got blisters oh, that no. were matching at the same time as hand, foot, and mouth. But burn blisters do look a little bit – I realize now I should have taken her to the doctor. doesn't matter. We're there too often. Um, Honestly, you probably were at the doctor's <laughs> within the amount of treatment time anyway. Probably. But it started to all look like one right, thing. Right, right. So we get to the why the next day. Right. Because I felt like we'd waited – Enough time. Right. I knew she was still questionable. But right. you know what? I had to work. It, right. I mean, that's the it thing. Was just what got, it was. You've got to work. So I, I, we bring her in and Nora Beth goes, Jane Ellis has hand, foot, and mouth. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the woman at the front desk like turned around and she was like, who does? And Anna Blair goes, Jane Ellis. <laughs> and I was like, did have it. She did have it. Yeah, she Years did have ago. it. Yeah. And the pediatrician said she was fine now. She does still have some blisters, but based, it's based fine. On, based on when she was in when a scalding hot left, bath, though, that's completely different. Unattended in no the No need to worry. Don't worry about it. Those are burns. It's fine. Those <laughs> haven't been looked at. So they are like looking at me quizzically, but yeah. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> so then they came. Off. Well, they came and got me later, and they're like, so she does have blisters on the bottom of her feet that look really fresh, and I was like, yeah, because they are, and it was an injury. <laughs> That's like a third degree burn. I don't know. Um, okay, fine. I'll come get her. They did it again the next day. And they're like, well, we might not have thought about it. But when Norbeth announced that she had a hand, foot, and mouth, it just made us like question. And I was like, well, that's weird. My Son kid's a liar. A... So then. <laughs> oh, you can't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. <laughs> she, we're, we're being seen for that. <laughs> so then I had to tell Norbeth, like, listen, Norbeth, you can't tell people that she has hand, Family foot, and business. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you. You are not allowed to tell people that she has hands. Snitches get stitches, Norbeth. <laughs> so Norbeth like looks so concerned, and she's like, right, "Why? She right. does. I just wanted people to pray for her." All right. Well, well, don't keep your prayer to yourself. Yeah, honestly, no one likes to be evangelized. A too. lot's going on, Norbeth. <laughs> yeah. Why you? Why Listen, you pray, and that'll be quite. Yeah, enough. we need to be a lot. We need to. Yeah, if your prayers are working, we don't need more. Right. First of all, <laughs> I guess you don't believe in the power of your prayers, Norbeth. <laughs> so she, and then she looks real worried, and she's like, "I told my preschool class too." <laughs> And I'm like, well, that's okay. But I'm like, well, here's the deal. The end. Stop Mommy's not people. allowed to bring Jane Ellis here because she's contagious. You know, right, like, I wasn't right, saying right. that. I was like, you know, it just might make people worry that she's sick. Right. And she's like, she is sick. And I was like, mm, it oh, might I'm so tired. That, <laughs> it might mean that Mommy doesn't get these two hours that I desperately need. Right. And she's like, I'm so Quick sorry. Quick question, Norbeth. Do you like eating? <laughs> yeah. And then Anna Blair goes, 
Jane Ellis is sick. And I was like, okay, also hey, you. You get out of here. Yeah, right. You just be quiet. You clearly always. don't need speech therapy because you're getting it right. done all. Also, actually, stop talking. But Say I'm like, nothing. How am I like teaching my kids to lie and like keep right. something buried? Right. But I'm also like, you can't announce this to people. Family business. Exactly like I told Milan when he was trying to tell his teachers that I get angry and yell <laughs> at other cars. You don't need to tell what goes on in the family. Absolutely disloyal. Like, go tell Miss Anna. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, I guess you have you can't be honest with your kids. No, I don't I know. Don't, I don't know what it is. I, I don't, don't know, know what's the answer. Just survive. <laughs> yeah. Well, oddly, um, I did not ask any other people that we saw there if they happened to have hand, foot, and mouth lately. Because I'm like, I know we got it here. <laughs> oh, dust for sure. To, dust to dust, man. For sure. This is called full circle. So yeah. anyway, there's there's plenty of morals to be taken from these stories. Yeah, so we may be teaching manners, but we're not teaching honesty. So that's, that's where we the land is. <laughs> that's not the one. That's a later episode, not today. <laughs> later in life. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe. That's for somebody else. Exactly. So. Um, All right. Well, we hope you have a good week. Don't rate us this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, visit our website goodideagirls.com sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss anything we won't spam you probably probably because we'll forget to send it very often but when we do remember (laughs) it'll be good exactly unless they have a scheduling feature which I think they do which will save save anyway thanks for listening 